Welcome to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I believe in taking massive, inspired action from an awakened soul. This show is a weekly dose of spiritual principles, personal development, and success strategies for creating an epically aligned life. Here's to your wildest dreams coming true with less hustle, grit and grind, more flow, ease, and grace. I'm the founder of the Live Video Mastery Academy, a TV host, speaker, best-selling author, and proud fur mama, and I'll be sharing real talks with successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, best-selling authors, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered, transformational, and soul-centered podcast. Things are about to get real. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, and I am super excited about today. We are talking all things live video with the number one expert and top YouTuber, Sean Cannell. So we're going to dive into that in a moment. But speaking of live video, my live video mastery course kicks off on Wednesday, and there is still time to enroll. You can head on over to my website, fireandsoulpodcast.com. Check out the information. If you decide to enroll or if you have any questions, don't hesitate. But this is a seven-week course that will help you understand exactly what it takes to convert viewers into customers or clients or a community, whatever your intention is. You will be able to do it based off of the $210 million sales blueprint that I developed at HSN and then QVC and then being home and working on extra and all these years and all this experience of understanding what it takes to convert viewers into customers in real time on live TV, then as many of you know, took that same framework, applied it to my own desire to help so many other people after I went to date with Destiny in 2017 and thought, you know what, I'm sitting on this golden lotto ticket. Right? I understand this conversion blueprint. I know exactly what it takes. It's not only worked for thousands of brands, but it's also worked for my coaching clients. Let me try it on my own business and my own desire to have masterminds and all these other things that I wanted to develop. And some of you know this story. Within 18 months, I was able to develop a multiple six-figure business solely off of live video and a combination of understanding the framework of this conversion blueprint. And I teach you all of that with a deep dive, with real one-on-one coaching every single week, and it's going to be an epic experience. So if you're curious, if you're intrigued, and you want to sign up, by the way, all the calls are recorded, so you don't even have to be on the live calls if you don't want. There's corresponding PDFs and audio files and all the fancy schmancy stuff. So I am really excited about this. This is my first official launch. I've rolled the course out multiple times. I've proven the concept. I have a tremendous amount of incredible testimonials, which I'm extremely grateful for. And you can check all that out on the link at Fire and Soul Podcast, and it'll say livevideomastery.com forward slash yes. Okay, my friends, are you ready for an incredible conversation? Sean Cannell is a best-selling author, YouTuber, international speaker, and business coach who built a seven-figure media company helping entrepreneurs and creatives build their influence and income with online video. This man is speaking my language. Sean's YouTube channels have over 1 million subscribers. His videos have been viewed over 43 million times, and he's been featured as one of the 20 must-watch YouTube channels that will change your business 
by Forbes. Sean and his team are on a mission to help 10,000 people quit their day job to do what they love. He's passionate about giving tactical, practical advice to use video to spread your message. Sean is from Arlington, Washington, and currently lives in Las Vegas with his wife, Sonia, and their two pups, Rosie and Sophie. I think Samson could have a new BFF. So without further ado, all of that is delivered in this conversation. I know you're going to enjoy. Can't wait to hear what you think. Without further ado, my friends, please enjoy Sean Kennel. Hey, Sean, welcome to the show. So pumped to be here, Michelle. I am fired up for some fire in soul. <laughs> you know that we changed the title since you actually confirmed to be on the show like several months ago. Oh, no, I haven't heard that. Oh, yeah. It used to be the mindset mashup. But then I realized that what I really like talking about is, quote, inspired action from an awakened soul, which is really what you're all about. Yes. Love it. Right. Well, so let's talk about that. For those of my, my listeners who aren't as familiar with you and your epic rise, can you just sort of short story that of where you were and where you are now? Like just, you know, that your favorite version of that story. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've been doing video now. Now I help people build their influence with video. We're almost to 1.5 million subscribers on YouTube, but of course it didn't start that way. I actually grew up in a small town, an hour north of Arlington, of Seattle called Arlington, Washington. Grew up on a little six acre kind of farm and nobody in my family, you know, did media, did video, was even really into acting or anything like that. But it kind of just speaks to the power of the time we're living in that you can just grab your smartphone, you can grab a camera and start making videos in your bedroom. But here's the thing, Michelle, your first videos are your worst videos. You know, that's what I learned. And back in 2003, I uh, started volunteering at my local church shooting videos and video announcements, and they were terrible. I'm so glad YouTube hadn't started yet because no one will see those, you know, they're lost somewhere. But I just started and I just started pressing record, putting out videos. And, and now fast forward almost like 16 years later, I've spent a ton of time in, in videos and learned by a lot of mistakes, but also learned by, of course, practice and investing in myself and studying deeply in the, the different platforms um, since then. That's amazing. So 16 years later, you've seen a lot of changes. What would you say like maybe in the last 12 months are the most significant changes in how you address, let's start with production and then quality of content? Because that's the biggest pieces that I hear so many people feel frustrated and or intimidated by those pieces. Yeah. You know, I think the exciting thing that's happening right now is people want authenticity. They want realness. And I think it can actually be detrimental to be over-polished. Yep. And now there's definitely a place for that. I think that when it comes to being an entrepreneur, building a business, maybe there's a place where you do have the fancy photos on your website. You know what I mean? But on the flip side, what we're seeing across social media is that when you just do the, the no-filter picture, when you shoot on your phone, when people see that it's got the grit to it, the realness to it, when you're live streaming just off your phone to the various platforms, People are really connecting with the real and the raw. And that's a massive opportunity because when I came into this, I took out a loan for $7,000 to start my video business back in 2009 to get all this fancy gear. And what's so exciting is that that is no longer needed to build your business or build your brand or even be an influencer. I think it's about starting with minimal technology. That's the thing. Our smartphones, they shoot amazing video. Yep. I'd probably say the biggest things though, I encourage people with a practical phrase to remember AVL, should say it's like an acronym, but AVL, audio, video, and lighting. 
Mm-hmm. Now, if all you're using is your smartphone, that's fine. But just be mindful. Okay, what's the audio like? Are we in a, I'm in like a home office right now, got carpet on the floor, lower ceilings, just a plug and play USB mic. Audio sounds pretty good. If I was next to a, a airport tarmac, you know, or in the middle of a train station, it might be a little too noisy. You know, you just be mindful of the audio. Now, of course, you can plug in microphones. And we, we share a lot of resources about that on my main YouTube channel, Think Media. But literally, just think about the audio. Then you've got the video in your camera. You got the good video. Most phones are shooting 1080, 4K. So that's solid. Maybe a tripod. You know, some people just stack it up on a box, maybe a little tabletop tripod, but a little stabilization. Just be mindful of the video. And then think about lighting. Now I've got a little light behind my computer, but just over to my left here, for those that are watching, is a window. And oftentimes I'll sit here just in front of my phone with the window light pointing at you, the room behind you, and now you've got lighting dialed. So when you go into any situation before you press record, just think, how's the audio? How's the video? How's the lighting? Make a few tweaks to that and then just go for it. Because it's not about the camera. It's not about the technology. It's about the person that is on the other side of that smartphone, that computer, that tablet, that you're going to impact, that you're going to encourage, that you're going to set their soul on fire, that you're going to spark that light in them, that motivation in them, that education, that, that tip, that thing that's going to be helpful. When you get obsessed with just impacting the end user, and by the way, it's scary to get on camera, especially for those that haven't done it yet. It's important. I get it. We're self-conscious, but how? what's one way to overcome that? to be not self-conscious, but others conscious. Somebody needs your help. They need that message. We got people in our community, Nicole, kids occupational therapist, helping moms figure out how to keep, keep their babies, you know, sleeping all night or latching properly, you know, whatever. You've got people like Dr. K helping people with mental health. You got people that are helping people with like the, the, the lights on their car and like how to install. You're helping others when you focus on the end audience first and just think about, I want them to be able to see, hear me, and get value from me, but it's all about them. And if you deliver that value and make that connection and try to forget about this kind of phone that's in between us, that's where I really believe the magic happens. Awesome. Great answers. And I love all that. And by the way, normally my fancy little light behind the computer is working, but today it decided to burn out. So I'm a little dark right now, which is hilarious. You know, that whole thing of try to forget about the camera. What would you say is the best way to learn how to do that? I mean, it's kind of, you've you've sort of heard it before, but this is the best analogy is you really just got to do it. And to me, it makes me think about like going into the gym and that's not a place that I've been going into. I mean, clearly there's not. (laughs) You look great, Sean. But I've, I've heard that way, you know, (laughs) I'm aware of what would happen if I did go to the, so for me, I mostly run and I need to lift more because it's making me kind of scrawny. But here's the thing, like when you first go back to the gym, if you haven't been in a while, it's awful. You walk in, you're not, I don't know how to little key fob. I'm like, shoot, I'm messing with the door. I feel like everyone's staring, even if they aren't, everyone's judging me, staring at me. I don't, I'm not wearing the right clothes. I don't got any dope gym shark, cool Lululemon leggy. I don't got all the right stuff. <laughs> and then I go up to the machines. I'm probably backwards. I'm like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. trying to look at the picture, whatever. But what happens when you keep showing up? Not only that, your form's bad, your muscles are shaking. But when you keep showing up, and you keep showing up, now you're learning the form. Now you walk in the gym and you're like, what up, Steve? Like fist bump, you know, and you like, now you've taken some time, now you got some gym sharp. You've grown into it. And if you've been to the gym the first time, it's awful. But when you go there the hundredth time, now you're kind of in the rhythm, even if you're, of course, still growing and hitting your goals. The same is really true about video, social media, live video, is you got to commit to just pressing record you have to commit to practicing in public 
And then you have to commit to knowing that your first videos are going to be your worst videos and do 10, 20, 30 live streams, upload 30, 40. And that's might seem intimidating, but don't consider those videos as like the work you're going to be sharing with the world that's going to change everything. They're just your starts. Like don't despise small beginnings. Zig Ziglar said, you don't have to be great to start, but you absolutely have to start to be great. So you just got to start. And then what's fun about those is you'll look back on those videos. You'll be like, man, my first 10, 20, 30 videos, that's nothing really to write home about. But if it wasn't for those, I wouldn't be here now where I'm more, more confident, more positioned. So for everybody listening, we see now with statistics that between now and 2025, there's just this massive boom in the growth of the internet, internet users, the social media platforms. E-learning is going to be a, a billion-dollar industry per day by then, meaning people that are creating courses. There's so much opportunity for everybody listening, but start now because you're going to be that much better positioned by 2021, 2023. And people go, well, where'd you come from? Overnight success. And you're like, that's right. Overnight success takes five to 10 years. You know, That's exactly it. I always say, don't compare your beginning to my middle. Yes. And I love what you're talking about. Like, listen, you know, just be willing to start. I love the Zig Ziglar quote. And another thing that I say is be humble enough to suck until you get better. Mm. (laughs) And what you may not know is that while this is called Fire and Soul, many, many of these listeners, probably 80%, embrace live video already. And they are all beginning to start like, quote, side hustles. They want to live that lifestyle of an online entrepreneur and get to have a little taste of what you now exemplify, right? Which is that live your life where you want, how you want, when you want, and all those fun things that sound really good, as long as you've got a great team in place. And that's where I am. So about a year and a half ago, I embraced sucking on live video. In fact, just today, I posted my very first live video I ever did. It is so bad. I didn't know where to look, you know, all those things. I didn't know what to say. I repeated myself 5 million times. And I love having that content. I would never take it down. But in a very short period of time, without knowing how to do any of it, except just being willing to suck, I was able to build up a multiple six-figure business solely off of live video. I never used an ad. I never promoted. I didn't have an email list or any person on my team. I just built it up. So now as the founder of the Live Video Academy, I really am excited about where this is all headed. You know, the live video strategies for sales and marketing techniques and how much disruption I believe this is going to cause for all of what we've been seeing. So I'd love to get your thoughts on that because you mentioned by 2025, everything's going to change. What do you see even beyond e-businesses, et cetera, or e-courses and all that fun stuff? For traditional, let's say Fortune 500 companies, embracing this idea of, of keeping it real and raw. Yeah, you know, I think there's a couple trends. I think the first one is one thing that I'm sure your community is feeling though is like, man, is it too late to start? You know, yep. is it too crowded now? Is there too much saturation? And while for those listening, you're weird. Can I say that? We are weird. <laughs> we are Be- awesome and weird. Because yes. we're living in a bubble yep. where you're probably following you, a few other people, and we're like, oh man you know, it's all like, it's, it's just too crowded. Every, all the Facebook pages, all the live streaming opportunity, all the YouTube channels, they're already done. I'm not going to be able to stand out, but that's just not true. The reason I bring that up is because we're living in a bubble. My neighbors still don't know what's happening with YouTube and online video. And when I think they about YouTube, they don't know who you are, Sean. They, they don't. Yeah. They, <laughs> not only that, but I think there's a conference we go to. It's like one of the largest YouTube conferences. As you know, YouTube is my main platform. It's called VidCon, and about mm-hmm. thirty thousand people come to this. So it's a lot. It's huge. But right now, we're approaching eight billion with a B people on planet Earth mm-hmm. with a B. Mm-hmm. And I just saw this stat: 
45% of humans now are on social media. Wow. Not over 50 are on the internet, but 45% are on social media. And the number one place they're consuming that content is on mobile apps, the mobile right. social apps. So now we're talking about 4 billion with a B. We can't wrap our head around that. When you think there is more than enough customers, there's more than enough abundance to go around. Right. There's more than enough. And here's what's cool too. It's like, you know, you've got Live Video Academy. Somebody else might think, oh, I couldn't teach on live video or I could have talked about YouTube or whatever else. That's not true at no. all because what I've learned is that your vibe attracts your tribe and that we need different voices, different, you know, ethnicities, genders, backgrounds, perspectives, and not everybody resonates with my style or your style. That's so right. you got to just jump in the game. There's so many people and it's also so early that again, mm. when you're in the bubble, you're like, that's just maxed out. But most people, so a friend of mine, Roger, just crossed 10,000 subscribers as a plumber, the expert plumber on YouTube. He's a residential service provider. And here's what he's saying. He fired his marketing company that he had paid around 40 grand, 2,300 a month. They're getting him no results, no leads. He's not growing his business. He starts investing in content creation like we're talking about on this call. Not only has his business grown, but now his influence is growing in other places and he's able to bolt on now extra revenue. He has a million dollar plumbing business, employees, overhead, you know, vehicles, the whole thing in Dallas. But now he's also adding on the ability. He's going to do an event because here's some white space, even though like the marketers kind of know about social media, like none of like plumbers, residential service providers. He's like, Sean, nobody knows this is happening. They don't see it. And so it's like, it's like the wild west. It's like day one in his industry. And so that makes me think that there's so much opportunity over the next five, 10 years. What we're going to see is the maturing of these things in a lot of other industries. And that's why now there's so much urgency, I believe, to lean in because you want to master it, realizing that you've still got so much time. And that's probably the biggest thing. I think we're going to see the evolution of the platforms you know, right now, the big ones are kind of established. TikTok's definitely new on the scene. and could be very disruptive as far as, you know, over 500 monthly active users now. So there's some interesting things happening. But I think more than anything, it's just recognizing that you got to go all in when it comes to this competition thing. And I want to just give one analogy, and it's this. I'm actually sipping on some coffee. I grew up in Seattle, home of Starbucks. Yes. And when I think about coffee, you would think, to start a new coffee store today, which people do, I have friends in Seattle launching like a local hipster coffee store. You just think coffee's too crowded. Think about how many, there's Starbucks on every corner. There's Pete's coffee on every corner. But what's crazy is I grew up in Seattle back when Starbucks first started. And even at the time, they could have easily said, well, McDonald's sells coffee and Pete's sells coffee and there's Dunkin' Donuts coffee and there's all these local shops. You know what? There's plenty of coffee in the world, but here's the opposite truth. Yeah, but there's so many people that drink coffee and want exactly. it, right? It's like unlimited. So not only did Starbucks start something brand new way after all these other brick and mortar stores are in place globally, they're everywhere, but they grew to be one of the largest, if not the largest, especially with physical stores, like kind of retail place for coffee on planet earth. How can that happen? It's by not letting your excuses hold you back, by not letting the competition to the left or the right, and also not worrying about how they're doing it. Because guess what? A lot of people don't like Starbucks. The, the coffee's burnt. Some people want the Dunkin' Donuts, delicious, more affordable. Some people need to go to that place where you got the guy with the wax mustache. He's got a tattoo. He's doing like some art in the foam. I'm like, bro, just give me the cup of coffee. Different flavors. Some people want the local. Some people want the third place Starbucks. Some people want McDonald's. There's something for everybody. I'm just trying to get the point across 
that we're in a revolution over the next five to 10 years. Go all in with this video and and live video stuff. I couldn't agree more. I feel like because I, I'm brand new to the bubble and you've been in it for 16 years. And I feel like the whole world doesn't know about this best kept secret, that it's the easiest reach for marketing. Let's face it, like for my favorite platform is Facebook. That's where I built up my business. And with a very small community, I'm talking like nobody except friends and family from high school, right? And at the same time, I mean, it's just so possible because Facebook is doing the work for you. The algorithms go up, the reaches up by five times, Zuckerberg's all in on live video. Now they're promoting their groups and all these things. And it's pretty incredible. And so what I say is like, we haven't even gotten started, mm-hmm. but that's from my mindset. And I love what you talk about. It's like, do you want to believe in a scarcity mindset? You want to you know, adhere to that? Or do you want to lean into abundance and growth and knowing that anything is possible as long as you are willing to just press that, what I call the blue courage button, you know? Now you do a lot of pre-produced videos and a lot of just keeping it really raw, but then recording it and uploading to YouTube. So how do you utilize live video? And what would, what would you say is the difference for you in your teaching or coaching techniques? So for live video, for me, a couple things, I'll do Instagram lives. I love that. Not only do I go live on Instagram vertically, you can then download it immediately, which I love. So it could be reused later or turned into an IGTV potentially, maybe do a little editing to it. And that's just kind of for some quick, I haven't been good. One thing I have never been great at is and I encourage people to do this, but it's being at a consistent time at a consistent place when it comes to live video. Yeah. So I, I kind of will jump in here and there. Facebook Live did one recently, oftentimes bringing on guests. The goal is to do about one of those a week. Sometimes I will do, you know, talking head. But one of my favorite things to do is almost do like live video webinars. And mm-hmm. I have the software so I can share my screen. So I like to mm-hmm. kind of teach where I can either share a tutorial of what I'm doing or talk through like a keynote or a PowerPoint deck and, and do like a mini training on Facebook. But my favorite is actually YouTube Live. I know. And on YouTube Live, the big difference, especially for those like you who've really are mastering Facebook, is that Facebook is a content stream. It's a news feed. It's always moving. You want to you know show up in there. You go live. You hope that gets a lot of engagement. And people see it during that time, maybe do a watch party later to try to stay in the feed. But the thing on Facebook is people are not watching videos weeks, months, or even especially years later. YouTube's different. YouTube is a content library, not as much of a feed. And because YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world, what I actually do on my live streams there on Facebook, I'll say, you know, hey, what's up? I'll, I'll, I'll say the topic and then I'll say, you know, so I see you, Sarah. I see you, John. Smash the like button, hit the heart button. I love the wow face. Tap that one up and let's get into it. On YouTube, I'm a little bit more straight to the point. I just give kind of the hook right at the beginning, what people are about to learn. And I, one of my mentors, Shalene Johnson, I try to do what she says, and that is be brief, be bright, be fun, and be done. That's great. Right? (laughs) Bright, fun, and done. And then I just turn it off. And so a lot of times my YouTube live streams, some of them have been 10 minutes long. Some of them have been 20, 22 minutes long. But here's the thing. And after I've built up my subscribers, yes, there'll be a, a live audience there, but it's not that big. Facebook is much better at bringing kind of, it pushes out the fact you're live, people jump on. Yeah. Not as much on YouTube, but because YouTube's a search engine, What I've learned on YouTube is that it's the replay views that I'm interested in more than the live views. And because of optimizing videos, the title, the content, the description, it's SEO or what we'd call video SEO, video search engine optimization. Those videos are often viewed for weeks, months, and years to come. 
And let me give you one tactic. I mean, on YouTube recently, the other cool thing, because I can share my screen, I like to jump on trends. And you could do this on Facebook as well. In my niche, I help people with cameras and what camera should you buy, shoot better video. And so there was like some new news leaked from Canon. I didn't leak it. I didn't, I, it was just a canonrumors.com website. And what I did was I saw that news and I thought, oh, my, my industry is going to be interested in this. And I'll be able to use this new camera name in my video title. And I'll be able to make a thumbnail that's about this new camera. And what I did is I jumped on, I shared my screen of the article, read a few clips, and then just passed the question off to the audience. I said, hey, here's this new leak. So I'm leaking the news which I just read off a blog, by the way. And I am sharing that with my community. They're pumped because it's kind of a first insider thing. And then I'm giving a call to action to say, so, you know, what do you think about this? Tell me in the comments. And that was a 10 minute stream. A lot of times it's all relative depending on how long you've been doing this, but a video on our channel that gets low views might get three to 5,000 views on the low end. This video got 30 or 40,000 views off of a 10 minute live stream. But here's the key. Timing is everything and topic is everything. So when you talk about the right topic at the right time, for those listening in your industry, what are the topics you should be talking about? Did a new regulation pass? Is there, by the way, drama people, like you should be jumping into polarizing conversations. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll say, I don't even necessarily, you know, I'll say, you know, my two cents is this, or I'll just say, let me pass it off to you. Some people think this new Canon camera is going to be overpriced. It's not going to have the features. Some people are excited for it. Fight it out in the comments below. Get it. I mean, you, ju- you want to jump right into the middle of the fight and be kind of the person that's just bringing the information. And that has worked. I've done that over and over again. I'll do live streams because I can do them quick. I can just get a few things ready, go live on a hot topic in my niche at a quick time. And man, the upside has been amazing. Amazing. So you keep referencing the the length of time of these videos that you're doing and you said only a 10 minute. So for you, 10 minutes is short. Well, yes. And, and I think it's also when I'm thinking about the replay value, Yep. if it's an hour long live stream, it's great when you're there live, you're getting all this interaction, but when you're there on the replay, you're like, ah, it's a little bit intimidating. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. And yeah, I'm, I'm very aware that some people like they just go live for five or seven minutes and then they're, they're done anyways. I think that's amazing. But 10 would definitely be short. 2022 I was where I'd like to be. And when I do those YouTube, sometimes I will look over and take a few questions. And again, once it grows to 35, 45 minutes, of course, people could bounce off. But that number is an intimidating factor of clicking on it for the replay value. That's the one takeaway I'd want people to think. Yes, it's about going live on YouTube, but it's much more about the replay value. Teach something that's evergreen, meaning it's relevant tomorrow and the next day and two months from now. So that way, People could just reference a video. They don't, it doesn't need to be live. They're like, this is amazing. You're helping me. You're helping people with personal finance. Wow. The three biggest mistakes people make when balancing their checkbook, they're able to rewatch it. And then the cool thing about YouTube is so many of these videos, this is probably the best way to put it, Michelle, is that I, at any given time on fake media, because of building up a video library based on the fact YouTube's a search engine, have around 2000 people watching my videos every 60 minutes, whether I create new videos or not. You mentioned the lifestyle, being able to do what you want, when you want, where you want. YouTube has given me the ability to do that because I view those 2,000 videos, every video I create that ranks. That's what it would mean of once it's done, someone types in a search term and they discover it. Or once it's done, it's being in the suggested videos of YouTube. I've stopped working on it. I kind of view that video as an employee that I paid once, never have to pay again. 
and goes out and builds my business for me every day for free. As if Sean, 2000 robot Sean clones <laughs> are going door to door around the world. Knock, knock, knock. Let me help you with some information. And then if you want to do business together, here's some other information as well. And that's happening on autopilot because of this amazing thing called YouTube and the internet. And I know Facebook gives you some of those opportunities as well, especially you start turning on some paid ads, you start doing some other things, whatever. You want things working for you when you're not working, that's leverage. Totally. Yeah. It's a funny thing that you mentioned about the Facebook ads. We literally just tried that for the first time about 10 days ago for my first quote webinar that's tomorrow, which by the time you guys listen to this, that will have already happened. And we got, you know, thousands of people to, to opt in. And so we're like, okay, we're on to something because that feels pretty successful for me because I'm still really new at this, but I know we have something. So my background is selling products on live TV over $210 million worth of product on live TV. And so I literally learned exactly what it takes to convert viewers into customers in real time. So that's my whole secret sauce. It's conversion blueprint that I've developed over the years that works across every single brand. And what I find is interesting, kind of like what you were saying about your Dallas-based uh, plumber friend or client. By the way, I'm wondering if it's the same friend that I have that's in Dallas that's doing over a million a year. Yeah. Anyway, what I find awesome about that though is that with these live videos, we're working with people that are physicians and attorneys and realtors, and they're all embracing this live video concept and they're becoming the absolute expert and authority in their niche, in their little small town or wherever they might be. People don't assume that you can actually create that kind of awareness as you as a brand on live video or video, which I know is what you are more inclined to do. But the production value for me is like, oh, I just rather let it rip in real time and be real and authentic. So I embrace the live video thing. But you're now making me think, God, I should be doing something over on YouTube. But I have that same thought, Sean, of it's just too late. Mm. It's just too late and I'm too old. And I'm sure that's a common thought, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to like take the years and years to build it. It seems so much faster over here. So what do you say when people say that? Well, what I would do if I was you, I'd just go straight at the question and say, whenever you teach something that is a complete thought, I mean, of course you could always upload like a snippet or just like a, a, an idea, but I view YouTube as like pillar content, much like you probably do some of your lives. Mm -hmm. One way that to define that would be, I'm going to bring three points or five points. Yep. I'm going to have a specific topic. I'm going to deliver targeted value. It's going to have a start. It's going to have an end. It's not just maybe you know, Monday thoughts for you to ponder. You're like, what's that? It's literally like, you know, how to install a WordPress plugin or how to structure a live stream so that it increases sales conversions. And you say, these are the seven things you need to know. Now, when you've taught that on a Facebook live and maybe it took you, how long would that take you? Just anything, like one like solid idea that you teach on Facebook live. I'm like 10 minutes ish, okay. 10 to 12 minutes. So in its form, it's actually probably pretty close to being ready to be downloaded and uploaded to YouTube. Mm. But what I would do, if you greet anyone at the beginning or give any kind of native Facebook call to actions, I would actually try to keep those in the beginning and the end. And once mm -hmm. you get in the content in the middle, I would just go straight at it. I would deliver the full video. Maybe that's eight minutes. And then what I would do is just grab your phone and I would do a powerful hook for YouTube. This is probably one of the biggest things I'm teaching lately. Because if you don't hook the viewer, it is the number one skill I believe we need to learn as, as social media marketers yep. or just people that are you know, even doing live video and ads or whatever is how to get attention. It doesn't matter if you share the secrets of the universe at minute four and a half in your video. Literally, you're like, this will solve all your problems. And if you make it that far, we'll transfer a million dollars in your bank account. Now, obviously, that's, <laughs> they probably would make it that far. But if they never get there, 
It, it doesn't matter. They, ne- it, it, they never knew it. So when you think about Facebook, people are scrolling. What are you going to do to get them to stop the scroll? That's in right. the first three seconds. Could you wear like a purple hat? Could you start off the video with like a big red sign or something? I'm not trying mm-hmm. to pump my book here, but you know, <laughs> like, can you do something to stop the scroll, grab attention? But on YouTube, what that would be is grab your phone and tee it up and say, are you frustrated by going live and just offering or talking about your products and services, but getting no conversions? Well, in this video, I get it. I, I've been there. I struggled with that myself. But I also have been in the industry for a long time and actually have done over $210 million in sales on TV. And now I help people with live video and I've developed a proprietary process with five big keys of how to do that. And I'm going to be sharing that with you in this video in just a second. So stick around. Then maybe drop a little bumper. So maybe you're, you've got, you're doing this yourself just really quick. By the way, that was just shot on your phone, selfie mode, walking, maybe gives you a little bit of a different vibe. Drop that or, or no, by the way, let's like simplify it. No titles no editing, no music. (laughs) You just shoot that clip, then tag in your Instagram or your Facebook live in the middle. And then at the end go, well, Hey, I hope you got value out of that quick training. I want to pass the question off to you. Have you already done a live stream? Tell me in the comments below here and make sure you subscribe because if you want future trainings like this, I'm going to be uploading them weekly Tuesdays at 8 AM. And so make sure to subscribe and I'll see you in the next video. And then boom, maybe pop up an end card. And if you go to my channel, Think Media, you can see YouTube now gives you the ability for the last 10 or 20 seconds max, but as many seconds as you want to like have clickable subscribe button and clickable links to other videos. Why is that important? One of your goals on YouTube is to get people in a bingeable session. Every platform, time on platform is what they care about. So when someone finds you because of that search term, what the next thing is like, well, hey, Here's, and there'd be another strategy. Sorry, I'm going deep. Then you'd say, you know, and actually, by the way, the thing with, so this conversion framework will help you. But if you don't have confidence on camera and you just have self-doubt a little bit, it's going to be hard for people to trust the message that you're saying. So you're going to want to go see my confidence series. It's a four-part mm-hmm. video series. And, and what am I, you're cross-promoting because someone finds you, you want them to then go down the rabbit hole. And this is what I've learned about how powerful YouTube is to build your business because people will watch one video after another video. Think with Google just released a stat that it now takes. It used to be the law of seven in marketing. If you wanted to get a sales conversion or, or even generate a lead, you needed seven touch points. It was kind of the idea of hearing a jingle on the radio or seeing a commercial repeatedly on TV that to finally say, you know what, I, am, I can't hold myself away any longer. I'm going to buy that thing or I'm doing that thing because I'm reminded for those watching or listening, it's when the jeans are following you around the internet. It's when the shoes you were looking at are following you around the internet and you're like, <laughs> I, I mean, this must be a sign from God. I'm supposed to buy those because they're literally- or somebody's from, listening. <laughs> yeah. But this for us, the new stat, it's not the law, rule of seven anymore. Think with Google released, it takes 21 to 24 mm-hmm. touches before generating a lead or a sale. So what's powerful about that is I almost think of these bits of content as dates. Mm. And it's like going on, it's not, <laughs> about, it's not just like, yo, what up girl, let's get married, nice to meet you. Like that was a little fast, bro. Like time out. <laughs> I live in Las Vegas, so actually maybe that does happen. I, I guess, live in you know? LA, it, it <laughs> happens. Sure, and, and Elvis can, can get it done yep. just right now. But yeah. if the typical relationship <laughs> is going to have multiple dates. Mm-hmm. And I view, I view social content as like dating 
And then engagement is like a webinar giving you an email address saying, okay, I'm going to trust you at another level of relationship. Mm -hmm. And then marriage is the sale. The powerful thing you want to create is, again, having a weekly live show or however often. Those are all dates. But also on YouTube, I see this happening on autopilot because it's a content library. And when you link all of your content together, man, it's like, again, it's like Sean, robots, Sean's clones are, are getting to hang out with people here and there, talk, chat, get to know people. And we're learning that in the customer journey. That is so, so powerful. But I shared a lot there and it all comes back to the fact that I think smart repurposing of your Facebook lives, yep. the, the key is dressing them up, redress them in the clothes that are appropriate to wear on YouTube. A little intro, the way YouTube works with the outro, language that speaks to the YouTube audience, and trim out anything unnecessary. That's a cool thing. In the middle, if you went off on a rant and answered a question and that was irrelevant, great, cut it out, because then your video on YouTube is just this nice packaged video delivering that value that eventually builds up a body of work. And after 52 weeks, if you commit to this live show, you've got 52 videos on your YouTube channel. That's a massive portfolio. Thank you for all that. It was amazing. And I believe anyone could have followed that along because you're so articulate. You are BBFD, baby. But I am curious, like when you come across people like me that are like beginning to, you know, feel like they're crushing it, you know, like really grateful and excited for all the opportunity and all the you know lives that I can impact. And we don't have any presence on YouTube. Does it kind of blow you away still? And you're thinking, are you kidding? How come this is like so easy? You should be doing this. Or do you just honor where they are? I mean, really, what do you think about that? I, I have just complete empathy and I'll just relate it to the fact of podcasting. Yeah. I actually think audio and podcasting is a major trend right now. I mean, we're mm -hmm. seeing that and so many people because you can multitask on audio. Now, right. a lot of people multitask off my YouTube videos because they'll just listen to the audio while they're doing whatever. But I haven't gone into podcasting for the same reason that so everybody listening why is. why you're not. Everything you're saying too, because it's like, oh, bit, and I got a team helping me. It's like, oh, I'm not ready or I want it to be. It's the same old demons, perfectionism, or time. overthinking. Time, yeah, but I've got leverage. I mean, I, I always tell people, hey, done is better than perfect. Just make oh, a few quick sure. edits, post it to YouTube. But in my podcast, I'm stuck in my own perfectionism. So I think, I think it's a mindset thing. Of course, it's a bandwidth thing. Like, you know, is it the right timing for it? If you get stuck in your own head, you're dead. And <laughs> I, I'm still kind of stuck there. So, so I'm empathetic to where I, I, you can hear me with the passion towards YouTube and how I just broke down that plan. But I get it. I mean, I know how much hustle you're putting in to do what you're doing now. I, then I also think, you know, I love the quote from Bill Gates that's most people overestimate what they can accomplish in one year, but they underestimate what they can accomplish in five to 10. That's right. And so while there's like a balance of the fact that it's so urgent right now, like I'm not, I don't want to cause anxiety, but it's like a healthy anxiety. <laughs> I know. It's like you want to seize the real estate, this is why it. it's good, Yes. why it's underpriced. However, you also always got to be calculated and you want to think things through and then follow through when you focus on your main thing. And so this is be probably the answer though, is that when you are profiting and when you've got some momentum and you've got a level of a surplus, it's reinvest in my opinion. That's right. Reinvest. Reinvest in team, systems, That's right. software, automation, whatever it is, because you're trying to buy your time back. So we're <laughs> on the verge of right now, a video podcast we want to launch. And by the way, video podcasting, That's quote right. unquote, I believe is the bigger trend. 
or the smarter move. Because, because it's the you, combo, for sure. It's the combo. That's how you can have a YouTube channel show and have your podcast live there as well as be an audio spot. So my friend, I don't know how in the world you're not just taking all your content from your library and just uploading it to your damn new podcast and I just know. call it Think Media and go. I know. Okay, right. It's just one of those things. But it's the same thing with me. It's like, why don't I have a YouTube channel yet? Well, this is ridiculous. And for me also, I'm beginning to build my team. I totally get it. I love everything that you said. I think it's just a matter of, yeah, being patient. I know that there's urgency, but I also believe that I don't want to burn myself out and stress myself out with being rushed because that's something I see all around me, especially in the world of entrepreneurship. And so I just keep thinking, if I just take inspired action, which is part of the whole podcast that I'm on, right? You're on. Inspired action... And I just stay consistent that over time, like you're mentioning, five, 10 years, I thought that was a Tony Robbins quote because he always says it. He must have grabbed he it. took from, it from okay. Bill. Yeah. Are, are you a Tony Robbins guy? Because I heard a lot of Tony in there too. Yeah, no? Tony as well. Oh, you do? No, yeah, Tony's awesome. I'm a graduate of every single program he's ever run. Like that man changed my life. Well, actually he gave me access to help me change my own life, but that's where everything began for me. Oh my God, I love connecting with you even more right now. Pretty much everyone that tunes into this podcast, and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you listening. They're all Tony people, <laughs> but now they're going to be Sean Cannell people. Hey. I'm going to send everyone over to you. So where can we find you and follow you and go down the rabbit hole of all your incredible content? Yeah. You know, a couple things, Sean Cannell across social media, that Sean Cannell rhymes with YouTube channel on the last name. (laughs) First name, S-E-A-N, last name, C-A-N-N-E-L-L across social media. And one thing people have been loving lately is actually our gear guide. It's at thinkgearguide.com. And when we talk about, you know, starting with your smartphone, I've got a pop socket on the back, right? So that helps me hold it. And, And that's all you need. And I want to encourage people, don't ever let gear be an excuse to starting, exactly. you know, hit, hit the blue button, go live and just set your, get some shoe boxes or a box or whatever, set it on the desk. But I do think that there's some smart accessories to invest in when it comes to your phone. You spend a hundred dollars, you could get a little $60 light kit, $12 plug-in microphone, little phone tripod, phone mount. And now you can really level up the production value, how even your smartphone looks as well as maybe other types of kits all the way up to, we basically go from like $100 to $4,000 budget if you want to run a production company and be shooting 4K video. All of that is broken down in a very easy to follow video with some resources at thinkgearguide.com. Think Media is the main YouTube channel. That URL is thinkgearguide.com. Yeah, and then Think Media. So we have weekly tips and tools. Hey, what, what kind of lights, accessories, cameras, software, as well as then strategies. A lot about YouTube, but also social media. And then the last thing is video influencers. A friend of mine have an interview show where we like to interview people like yourself. It's just people that are doing different things with video, whether yep. they're entrepreneurs, content creators. It's just amazing. Stay-at-home moms, lawyers, right. doctors are all tapping into this power of online video and live video to grow their businesses and make a difference in the lives of people. It is a revolution and we're here to help you uh, on those various channels and with those resources. What a beautiful way to end it. But before we actually go, I want to know what is lighting you up the most right now? What's lighting me up the most right now is I'll I'll probably just go with where I'm focusing my attention. We just finished up our conference, Grow With Video Live. And I- congrats. I saw a lot of that in your stories and I'm just like, you go, Sean. That's so awesome. It was super powerful. And the big themes that came out of that, I would say video podcasting. I Mm -hmm. would say just something to really consider to make a smart plan, a smart strategy, just meaning turn on your phone's video camera and also get video and audio because that gives you the opportunity to put the long form 
on YouTube or wherever to put snippets everywhere else. And you have video and audio for podcasting and Spotify. Really great strategy to be everywhere. Instagram is very exciting right now. Of course, you know the integration with Facebook, but I think IGTV. Then this, so what's lighting me up is these opportunities on these platforms. The third one's LinkedIn. Yeah, I saw you on there yesterday. Yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn video, LinkedIn live video yeah, is still in kidding? beta. I know, I applied. I'm waiting to hear back. That was about a week ago. And I know. So, are, are you going to be doing live broadcasting too, like on your own? I, I mean, I imagine I will again, because I'm doing, I'm kind of the reverse of you with the produce content. Yeah, but I got live it. Live video is when I so, got the bandwidth, but these are hot. Like when I think about where, and by the way, I didn't mention besides maybe video podcasting, YouTube is, is a long game. YouTube is a marathon and not a sprint. It's less about getting a whole bunch of traction right away. It's more about what legacy do you want to build? And so I think it's a critical strategy. But when I look at opportunity right now, what I'm lit up about and what your community, I think, should look at video podcasting, Instagram, IGTV, LinkedIn video, LinkedIn live video. That might be shocking to people. Like, what? I didn't even know LinkedIn was a content platform. It's very new that they've added video less than two years old. That's right. And the amount of organic reach you can get there. It's the wealthiest social network, even though it's not the largest social network. It's where people make decisions. It's where people invest in coaching, consulting, do biz deals. It is going down on LinkedIn. So those are the big three. And uh, I hope people's fire is, is lit up because those are what my team and what I'm leaning into over the next few months and in 2020 is to go all in on those while YouTube is kind of our home base. Well, I am completely validated by the expert and pro on the show today, aside from YouTube, which I'm going to lean into. Um, Every single podcast I've ever done has had video components. Not great, but hey, we can fix that in post. I am so thankful for your time today, Sean. And I will definitely attend your next conference and be following you and make sure that our listeners get all of your resources in the show notes. You've been extremely amazing and I'm so thankful for your time. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. And it was great connecting with you and your community. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.